What's up, what's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Queasy Man Podcast. I hope everybody has had a great week. You know, it's a Friday night here for me. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh, for those of you that have to work over the weekend, you know, do your thing. For those of you who have off, enjoy the weekend, enjoy your time off, rest, spend time with your family and your loved ones, re-energize yourself. I've um, got some big things coming up uh, next week. I'm uh, going to have, uh, you know, Coach uh, Coach Anthony uh, Sadasante, uh, Tussie Mountain head football coach. Um, I hope I pronounced his last name right. He's going to be on the show. And uh, we're going to have uh, a few other guests next week. So next week's podcast, uh, we're going to be doing some boom, boom, boom. So we're going to have a couple episodes uh, coming for you guys next week. Uh, written around. But God put this on my heart. And I, I was having a, a discussion uh, actually earlier, and I wanted to do a podcast about controlling the mind, positivity, and overcoming adversity. I just wanted to just have a quick, brief little talk. Nothing real long that you're just thinking, oh my God, put just something brief, something that really hits home. You know, wherever you're at listening to this, at one time in your life or not, you have woken up or went to bed after you've had a bad day to where you got your, your rear end ringed out at work by the boss because, you know, a project failed and it didn't go your way. You didn't get along with somebody or, or one of the, you know, one of the a rough day. Like it, it had been a while and you know you got your ass kicked. You know you, you got it handed to you today. At the end of the day, you put all the excuses out. You lost. You were unsuccessful. You were dealing with that adversity. How do we train our minds? How do we train ourselves to pop back right up like a, a toaster? You know, pops those Pop-Tarts up. You know, how do, how do we do that? And, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts my, myself. I do one, but I, I you know, I, I do listen and... You know, I listen to Eric Thomas a lot, Jocko Wilnick, you know, a Navy SEAL guy, Marcus Luttrell is another Navy SEAL, David Goggins, a lot of these military guys, and, and even, you know, Rogan has good stuff on his podcast. But one of the things that, you know, I want to talk about is how do we get back up after we have lost, the, after we've been defeated? And I mean no disrespect when I say this, I've never... You know, as in the military, I wanted to be, but I, I didn't serve. But it takes X amount of battles to make a war. And I'm sure you have heard the expression one time or another, I might have lost the battle, but I didn't lose the war. So you go to bed on a Tuesday night. And let's be real. You know, the people that I'm talking to, my audience is, you know, and I, I say... Real, but this is the real shit. You know, the people that, you know, we work for, you have to work for a living. You're making ends meet ends. You're living paycheck to paycheck. That That's the the real, that's, that's what I call the real American. You know, how do you reclaim that energy after the fire truck was just there and put the fire out and stomped on the ashes? Well, one of the things that you have to do is you have to be mentally tough. 
Well, how do you get to become mentally tough? Well, one of the re- my beliefs, in my opinion, you have to become mentally tough. I think you have to have a little bit of age, a little bit of wisdom, and a lot of and a little bit of experience. You know, as I've said all my life and earlier in shows, you know, show me the player that wants to be on the team when you're zero and five, zero and six. You know, and you're not gonna make the playoffs. You've already been eliminated, or. You know, shit is bad, you know, and I want to see the player, the leader then. You know, I don't want to see the leader when he's 15 and 0 because everybody can be a leader when things are going good. Everybody wants to be on the team. Everybody does. You have to become mentally tough. And one of the ways I think that you have to become mentally tough is by going through things that are hard. Not easy, hard. I think it's going and getting hyped up for that job interview that, that you really want. And going to the interview and them saying, we'll be in touch. And maybe they, they bring you back for a second interview. And then it comes down to, you know, we're not going to go with you. And you you find out, you know, why why didn't you pick me? And, and maybe it had nothing to do with how the interview went. Maybe they just felt you weren't the guy. You know, you were energetic. You were positive but maybe they just got a different film from the other guy like it just just clicked you know and maybe with you it just didn't feel right so so they went against it and maybe it's being at your job for 10 to 15 years and a project goes bad and you get demoted or terminated over it you get called to the boss's office and you know hey we're bumping you down or hey you know we're, we're gonna part ways and you sit on the sidelines on unemployment for six months and you've applied for job after job after job and nobody's calling back. You're not even getting an interview. I want to see that guy after six months and see how he's mentally, how he's doing mentally. I want to know how he's doing. I want to see his spirit, see his will then. Then the guy that's working 50, 60 hours a week, making, you know... Whatever, whatever amount it, it may be. You know, I want to know that guy that lost his job and he's sitting at home six months. The lights are about to be shut off. There's hardly any food in the fridge. He can't even afford to put gas in the car. I want to see that guy's mental. I want to see his, you know, I want to see, you know, his mental mindset. And I think that that's how you become mentally tough. You have to go through hard shit. And you've got to learn to adapt no matter what the situation is and keep your head down and keep going. I know, and you probably said this to yourself, you know, I'm a positive guy. I am. And I can tell you, I've had shit go wrong. I've had my nose to the grind. And there were times where I would get mad. I'd start punching the table. I'd start yelling and cursing. Why me? What what did I do to deserve this? It's never going to happen. You know, this... and. You go through that. You go through that anger, the frustration, the sadness to find your redemption. But how do you keep the mind positive? And I think that if you go through something hard, and even going through something hard that has nothing to do with with work, you lose a close friend or a brother, somebody you're really close to, 
maybe in a car wreck, maybe you survived and the other person didn't, or, or, and I mean, no disrespect, or you go through something and you come out different. You know, it, it changes the way you think, the way you feel. It changes the way you act. It changes almost everything about you. Having catastrophic events and hard times change us. And to be a leader, to be able to be positive when things are bad, you've got to go through bad shit. If you were born with a million dollars in your bank account, your your father and mother already paved the way, they owned a successful company, you go to college, you know, to get a degree because they tell you, you make it through college barely, you know, mom and your dad has paid for it, you and then day one of, you know, after college, you go, you work for their company and they make you a vice president or a director and you just F off. Joe Rogan said something, and and I'm I'm gonna comment on that later because I think it's a gr- a great quote. But in order to cross that finish line when shit's bad, you've got to be able to go through bad shit. Now, I told my I tell myself, you know, I was a drug addict, almost living on the street, you know, you know, homeless, living in my parents' house, no money, no job, no car. But I still had a heartbeat. I had a kid on the way. I still, I still had a heartbeat. I was still a human being. One of the toughest times in my life. But in order to have the success that I'm having now in my life, I had to go through that. I had to go through that. If I had not went down that road, I don't know if I'd be sitting here talking to you today. I don't know. Maybe my vision would be different. Who knows? A lot, you know, and I've had people come up to me, you know, and and say, you know, do, do you ever look back and, you know, think, well, man, I wonder if I'd have just stayed to straight now. Don't get me wrong. I'm not encouraging anybody to go out and become a drug addict. I'm not. And I'm not trying to make this about me. But one thing that that did taught me to see what people were real and what people were fake. I'll say this every day to you. I've learned more lessons at life about life at rock bottom than Mountaintop ever taught me. I learned who my true friends were when I had nothing. Nothing. More than when I did when I had money in the bank, work, a nice car, the material things. I learned. You talk about my phone ringing before drugs and after drugs. I'm going to tell you, there was a difference. Obviously, there was people that didn't talk to me when I was going down that destructive road because they didn't want anything to do with it. And there, you know, and I, and I get that and I understand that. And there, there was people that they just didn't give a shit. Whether I did it or not, they, they didn't care. Be, but they only cared to be around me when I was benefiting them. But I'm not trying to talk about that. I'm trying to talk that that taught me a lot of lessons. And that hardened me as a person. And one thing that you don't see anymore today in this country is a lot is a lot of hard dudes, a lot of hard females too. I'm not a sexist either. That always comes to mind. You don't you don't see that. It's very uncommon. And I, and I get that. And we need those people. You know, if you don't know who David Goggins is, um, you know, to to give you a quick bio about David Goggins real quick. 
you know, love to have, hopefully someday I can meet him and, and talk with him. You know, David Goggins was a Navy SEAL, an Army Ranger. Uh, I do not know what the name of the special forces are in the Air Force. Please forgive me. But he, he became one of them. I think it's Marsop. I, I could be wrong. Don't do not quote me. But, um, you know, David Goggins was 300 pounds at one time living, you know, installing cable, you know, and he became he was afraid of petrified of water. He changed his life. Now, one of the hardest man men on the planet that has ever walked this earth. Look him up, David Goggins. Listen to his story and watch the way he lives his life. And he's been and he there is nothing special about Goggins, you know, and, and, he, and he says that he's no different from you and me. It's all in the mind. It's all about the mind. And when I say that to you, it's living proof that our mind controls how we approach the day. I was just telling my wife that our mind controls how we approach the day. Our mind controls so, so much that you would not even believe. You're getting ready for a competition and you're bigger, you're stronger, you're faster than the guy. But your mind could play tricks on you and you could go out there and you could overthink it. You could overtrain and you could be embarrassed and you could lose. You could overthink going into the job interview. You could stay up trying to study for the interview in your mind and oversleep and miss it. You could overstudy for a test. Uh, you, you know, there's our mind is one of the strongest things that we have. But also, you've got to know how to use your mind in a positive way because your mind can get you. I grew up as an athlete my whole life, and I have seen that in sports. Football, I love the game of football. Football is just as much mental as it is physical. I have been on a football team that was not as gifted physically as the other football team, but had that dog attitude where we're going to, you know, we're dragging the dog chains and we're coming to the fight. Had that mentality. But I've also been on that team that we were better than the other team. We had more athletes. Our, our apples were more than our oranges. And we choked. I've been a part of that. And that can happen. Your mind controls everything. Your mind controls everything. And how do we strengthen our mind? We have to strengthen our mind by going through difficult things. We have to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. And I think if you're, you know, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but the family does well. Um, no, they have the cigarette in it. No! But what, what lessons, you know, and, and some of you may know, some of you don't, but, uh, you know, I don't know... Like, you have a fighter, and the, the fighter grows up poor and, and makes, makes a, you know, a name for himself, and he's got that dog in him. Do you think his son will be the same? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, no. Because the father paved the way, or, or it could be the mom paved the way. And it's very hard to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and uh, go after something when you're sleeping on satin sheets. And, you know, you've got a butler, you've got a maid, you know, you, you, you haven't washed a dish, you know, washed any laundry in years, you know, ever, or ever in your life, you know, you ask for something, you, you, you receive it, you get it, you know, what, what is that like? So I think that when we're hungry for something, you're going to be more successful. I've lost so much in life that that's why I've been able to win so much. And what I'm trying to tell you is you've got to strengthen your mind. You've got to, you've got to make yourself feel uncomfortable. Be uncommon amongst the common. 
And, you know, I have to practice what I preach. I'm deadly afraid of the water. I won't lie to you guys. I will not lie to you. Okay? I'm deadly afraid of the water. Well, this summer I'm going to go out and I'm going to attempt to swim openly in the ocean. Because I have to go face my fear and I have to go make myself feel uncomfortable. Because the only what it's going to do at the end of the day, when I, when I survive, not if, is when, is going to make me even stronger. One of my biggest fears is, 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 is drowning, dying in the ocean. Now, I know how to swim. Don't, don't get me wrong. But even when I walk into a pool in a hotel and nobody's there, I still feel uncomfortable jumping in that pool and swimming by myself. And, and I love to work out and swimming is good cardio, but that's one of the things, you know, whatever you've got to make yourself feel uncomfortable. That's how you harden your mind. If your mind is hard and your mind is sharp, your body will follow in life. Your mind is the first thing that breaks. It ain't your body. It's your mind. You have an addiction, cigarettes, tobacco, alcohol, sex, whatever it is. When you talk about the stage of addiction, the mind gives in on the addiction before anything. It ain't, it's not the body, it's, it's the mind. Because the mind is, the body's telling the mind that the body hurts. It needs it. You know, if you're, you know, you, you know, you're addicted to prescription pills like I was, you know, my back would hurt if I didn't have it. Why, was it really hurting or was it my mind? It was my mind jonesing for that fix. But when I was going to break, it was my mind. My mind was the first thing to break. I heard last night on the Joe Rogan podcast with Marcus Luttrell, and if you do not know who that guy is, you definitely need to look him up. Um, sacrificed uh, his life for his country, was uh, in the Navy, it was a Navy SEAL Operation Red Wings. Uh, the book and the movie Lone Survivor, uh, you know, was about him and, and his brothers. You know, he said something in the interview to Joe Rogan, and, and I quote from Marcus Luttrell, the worst thing down here on this earth is someone that's undisciplined. That is the worst thing. And discipline is in the mind. To be mentally strong, mentally tough, to be that warrior, you've got to be mentally tough. As I said, your mind has got to be as sharp as your body. If you're six foot six, 280 pounds, but you're the weakest mentally, and 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 you and and you you quit, you you break over the littlest things. Over as soon as something starts to go wrong, and you know you're going to be the first one to break. You're the detriment to the team. You're the cancer to the team. It's the mind. Remember that it is your mind. How you control your mind is how your day and how your life will be. That's how it is. You know, and and going through uncomfortable things. You know, I, I, I want you to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and, and, and survive. You know, I'm not telling you to go run across Interstate 80 fucking dodging traffic. 
You know, you know what I mean? I mean, if, if that's your fear, don't, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. If you do not like people and, and you know that that's your weakness is, is being around a lot of people in big crowds. Well, okay, the enemy or, or whatever it is, one of these times in your life, you're going you're gonna to have to face that fear. And if you can face that fear and kick fear right in the teeth and knock it out, your mind is going to be even sharper. I learned a long time ago... There are people, human beings, white, black, it doesn't matter the color, it doesn't matter the sex, heterosexual, uh, homosexual, that are smarter than me. Textbook, they are smarter than me. Always have been, always will. That's fine. But my mind is still sharp because I have street smarts and I have survival smarts and I can survive because I have a dog in me that is not going to quit. And I have that I will outwork you every single day at everything. I will outwork you and I will outperform you. If I have to stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning studying what I need to study so I can outperform you, I will do that. It is the mind. It's having that fucking mindset. Pardon my language. You know, I know that there might be kids listening, but it's having that mindset. It's having that juggernaut mindset. You know, in sports, and I reflect to sports a lot, I know players that have been very, very successful past, post-high school. They were not the biggest, they were not the fastest, they were the smartest. When they were in game situations, they made good decisions, okay? They made good decisions, they made smart decisions, and it set them up. You know, and I, I really think that that, that, you know, that, that, that benefits, you know, that that's really, you know, that what it benefits is your mind, you know, how, you know, sharpening your mind. One of the things also that I want to talk about is we talk about sharpening our minds. We, we talk about going through the, the bad things, the things that make us uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. You know, if I were to come to your house, knock on your door at 10 o'clock at night in the middle of January and say, come on, we're, we're going to go jump in the lake at Racetown. For those of you listening to the podcast that are from my area, from others that might not know, you know, it's a, it's a man-made lake. And I was to tell you, all we're going to go plunge a hole down through the lake. We're, we're going to get in for 10 seconds we're, and we're going to get out. We're, we're going to do it. How many of you would do that? Also, how many of you would think that I'm psychotic? I'm, I'm not. So, you know, I, I, that, that I have, you know, issues and there was no, um, but I've seen these people that are very, very successful in business and life. I've seen the videos of these people, and I'm not trying to be a follower, where they go and they, they do that. They jump in the water in the middle of January, you know, for 15 seconds, they get out, and it's training their body to, their mind to relax under pressure. And that's what I wanted to talk about now is, is pressure. We all have pressures in life. We all have those, you know, stress and, and pressure go together. You know, and you're working 
and you know, you got a mortgage payment, you got a car payment, you got car insurance, groceries, phone, you know, not only are they just responsibilities, but they can also be a pressure. You lose your job, you know, and you lose your source of income. Well, answering the question of how the car gets paid, the house, the groceries, and so forth becomes a big question mark. How does the mind deal with pressure? A lot of human beings will quit under pressure. I mean, obviously. You're going to find out if you're on a team, you're a part of a team, business, sports, life, whatever it is. You're going to find out. You will be able to find out who your weakest link is. You know, somebody will crack under pressure. It is a guaranteed. One out of every two people will crack under pressure. You know, how far can you go? How far can you go? How much pressure can you handle? And we've got to control our minds to be able to adapt to that pressure and overcome it. I believe one of the things of working on a team is, okay, we're all average, but we all complement each other so well. What I'm weak at, Steve is great at. What Steve is weak at, I'm great at. And that's how you form that team. You form that bond. You know how to communicate and, and so forth like that. You look at the special forces, and I, and I refer to the, to the military as well. You know, those guys are master perform. You know, are they, there's nothing, and, and I don't mean no disrespect, and, and these guys, they will tell you that, you know, is, is they're average, but you put them together, they're going to, you know, as a team, that's when they go above average because they know how to complement each other's weakness. You, you know what I'm saying? And that's what maybe you have to do if it's in the workforce or something like that. But you want to become this person. I, you want to become a hard person. And that's not saying you have to be a dick. You have to be an asshole to somebody. But you need to train your mind to be hard. You need to train yourself to be able to go through the shit. Go through the suck. Go through the mud. And stay hard. But you're not going to do that sitting on your couch eating ice cream. You're not going to do that. You're not going to say you're a hard person. And I'm not saying you got to be an ultra runner. You got to go to JC's gym seven days out of the week. I'm not saying that. But how do you train your mind to go through the bad times, to go through the bad things where the bad things are? Making yourself feel uncomfortable. If in our lives, 85 to 90% of the people, when things go bad, they don't die, be, you know, because, well, at, you know, it's a, you know, it's a root cause. It's, an, it's a direct factor. But when something goes bad, a lot of the times the reason that it ends in a fatality is because of, or, or severe injury, is because of panic. It's because of panic. And what, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're losing their mind over it. You know, the definition of panic is sudden, uncontrollable fear and anxiety, often causing widely unthinkable behavior. You know? I've seen people, and I, and I, I can't, you know, and, and I deal with it, working around electricity. Uh, you know? And... Whether insul insulated or not, you know, in, in, in the industry where I've seen an individual that was in 
a non-conductive machine. He was in a bucket truck. It was non-conductive. The guy on the ground was not non-conductive. He was conductive. And I've seen a guy put a boom into the wire. Luckily, he did not panic. He yelled down to the guys on the ground. You know, everybody's away from the truck. Get away from the truck. I'm going to bring this boom back. Do not touch the truck. Do not touch the truck. He didn't panic. There was a gentleman in Allentown, Pennsylvania, five to six years ago. Might even been longer, and I was working in that area. You know, there was a bucket truck. You know, I, I won't I won't name the company, but you guys out there that are in the industry know, know who I'm talking about. You know, I did not know this gentleman personally. And, you know, the gentleman, from what I understand, you know, he, he panicked. Jumped in, you know, there was down, and, and I'm going to look this up because I don't, I, I do not want to miss uh, a pr pronounce or, um, you know, say anything that, you know, is wrong or disrespectful to the family or, or, or the company. But, you know, the, I, I do believe that there was some, some panic. You know, and I'm going to read to you something. <clears throat> A tree trimmer in Pennsylvania was killed in a workplace accident that highlights the dangers of working near power lines. The man was working for a tree trimming company, which, you know, I won't name the company. I do know the name of the company. I do know some of the individuals that worked there at the time. The worker suffered a fatal injury after being electrocuted by a 12,000 volt power line. According to the local coroner who ruled the man dead of electrocution, you know, the, you know, the worker was employed by blank, you know, tree company was working in an area on a project to trim branches by power lines. You know, power line came down from, you know, what it says here. And the guy jumped in the river, jumped in water. And this is no disrespect to the gentleman, to the company, to the family. We, we all know that electricity and water don't, don't go together. And that's not me being a smart ass. The gentleman that, that made that, that mistake had been in the business. It was not his first go around. It was not his first day doing his job. He'd been doing the job from my understanding. And I'm, I'm not going to give a number of years because I don't know. But he, it was not his first time. Was a veteran. Probably, he panicked. You know, I mean, can I say, you know, you know he probably panicked. And... I understand, you know, because, you know, somebody says to me, well, have you ever been in a near-death experience? You know, the emotions are high. You know, your mind, you know, is going crazy. It's not It's not used to it. You're, you're right. I've never been in, in war and combat, being shot at, things like that. Um, I was in a car accident once. Um, I was rear-ended by a uh, box truck, pushed across the four-lane highway into a field. Um, when the car stopped, I, I did kick out a window and, and crawl out a window. That, that was a little bit of adrenaline. And I calmed myself down, but, but I understand that. So even, you know, and this is talking for life. One of the things that, you know, saying is pre with pressure comes panic. 
Pressure equals stress. And stress equals panic. If the mind is not prepared. I don't do this show to try to, you know, talk, well, if you're in this bad situation in life, in the woods, you know, this is what you need to do to survive. I mean, I could do an episode on that. But I do this show to talk about self-love, self-motivation. And self-motivation and, and those things in your life, the mind controls that. The mind controls that. The mind controls everything. You remember that. If you don't remember anything I say to you, remember the mind controls everything. But wherever you're listening to this to, if you think I'm a bullshitter and I don't know what I'm talking about, I want you to think back to a time in your life where something really serious happened and like the snap of the fingers. And what did you do? Did you panic or didn't you panic? And then when that situation was done, did you look back and was like, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. I panicked. <laughs> Somebody walks in your house at the, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, your wife and kids are laying in bed sleeping and this person's got a, you know, they got a shotgun or a rifle loaded and, you know, they're, they're coming through the house, they're, they're taking stuff, but, you know, they see someone, you know, what do you do then? I don't, you know, you've got to be able to read and react. What do you do then? Especially if you, you know, you don't, you don't have any guns in your house. You know, what do you do? I mean, that, that, that could be a real life situation. That, that could be a true story someday. You know, that, that, that is something that, that could happen. God forbid that it does, but what do you do? I don't, you know, I'm just not talking about work, you know. You're driving down an interstate at 80, 90 mile an hour and your right tower falls off. What do you do? You've got your family in a car. Or you're driving down the road and you see a tower coming towards you that just fell off a car. There's situations in life that, you know, we can prepare for. And then there's others that we necessarily don't prepare for or don't expect. But I believe if we train our mind right and you're used to being in that stressful environment and have to make decisions under pressure, you're gonna, your mind is going to be so much sharper and stronger. If, and I'm not saying this, if you wreck a vehicle and you're with your buddy and you deal with high intense stress at work, pressure, and then that's where you thrive, that's where you like to do, you, you, you like to live in the chaos, and he, you know, goes, he does his nine to five, he's not given any less, anything more, he does not like stress, he don't want to train his mind, he don't want to sharpen his mind, he's content with being who he is. You roll your car down over a mountain. And you're trapped there. You've got to get up over the mountain. Or, or you're, you know, or something. You know, put yourself in a situation where you've got to survive. You've got to get yourself back up over the mountain. You know, who do you want to be with? Who do you want to team up with? You know? Last but not least, and, and this kind of butts right up to it. You know, it's a short one tonight, but okay. Um... Do you want to be with a guy that's been in bat, you know, been through some battles, got his ass kicked, but bounced back? Or do you want to be with a guy that's undefeated all the time? He's never lost. You know what I'm going to say? Some of you might think, ah, oh, you're just saying that because of the show or what? No, no, I'm going to say it because of the truth. Well, I would like to be with a guy that's lost because he's come back from it. So I already know, and he already knows 
how to handle a loss. If you've never been dealt defeat in your life, you don't know how the person's going to react. As I said to you today, and, and if you look at it at a, at a, from a company standpoint, you, you want to be in a leadership role at, at, a, at a company. When the, and I'm used to this because I've done it. And, and you're, you're trying to go, you know, for a promotion to a leadership position to, you know, to where you're going to lead others and, and be in charge of some people. One of the things that that leadership committee or, or, you know, or upper management, whatever you want to call them, is going to look at is how does he deal with pressure and stress and how does he overcome defeat? Because it's going to happen. You know, if he's the type of guy where he don't get his way, it don't go his way, he don't come into work for two days, he bitches, you know, he points the finger at everybody else, downgrades him, you don't see him for two days, and then all two days later he comes back, he's this new person, he's blah, blah, blah. Is that the guy you want leading the team? Is that the guy you want as your leader? Or do you want the guy that says, you know what, I fucked up two years ago, and, and I lost on this project, and, and you know... I lost because I might I did this this and this wrong and there was other factors but I know I did this this and this wrong and and I lost and I may you know but hey ever since then this is what I've done boom 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 You surely would like that guy is 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 the leader I always say that because people look at losing is so bad I used to do that you know, I wanted to be undefeated. I wanted to be undefeated, never lose. I wanted to be perfect. Now, granted, there's nothing wrong with having that aspiration. There's not. There is nothing wrong with that. Very uncommon, right? Very uncommon. But somebody said to me one time, you know, in a sport, you know, hey, it's it's always good to lose one. And I said, why? You know, and they're like, well, because if you know what it feels like. So you never have to go through it again. You know, if you win all the time, you you don't know what it feels like to lose. You know what it feels like to win, but you don't know what it feels like to lose. And they said to me, what is greater? Lesson. Playing because you love the feeling of winning? Or playing to win because you hate the feeling of losing? You know what what sadness comes from winning? What lessons? You know, you know, and, and it's good to win. Obviously, we need winners. So what what I what I what I say to that is a guy that or a woman that's been a part of a tragedy, a loss, in stays their ground, plants their feet, and keeps moving forward. Their mind has been through that stress. Their mind is sharper a little bit. I want to be on that team any day of the week. You know, I tell my story because I lost and I failed. And I got back up. You know, not trying to give myself a plug, but I got back up. Or do you want to listen to the podcast of the guy that was... Fucking he's never lost in his life, was born into that money, you know... I mean, you choose. But I will tell you this, that if you do not strengthen your mind and you do not know how to handle pressure and you don't know how to deal with the stress and you pan and you don't know how to not panic, 
you're going to do that when something happens. And I'm not saying that it has to be in like life, you know, like real life, like a car accident or, or, or something bad. God forbid. I don't, I don't want that. Might be at work. But how are you going to handle it? How are you going to deal? Those are the questions that everybody wants to know. And you know the answer to. And I think that we've got to continue to strengthen the younger generation's minds. And I will close on this because the younger generation, the generation that's coming up now, there is no mental toughness there. There isn't. I shouldn't say there isn't any at all. But you, and this is, I guess, a stereotype, but, you know, the kid that grows up in the hood, you know, he, you know, he don't, you know, they don't live, you know, high and mighty. He might get a pair of shoes once a year. You know, they go school shopping once a year and that's it. You know, and he sees the struggle. He's, he's a part of the struggle. Living in a one-bedroom apartment, maybe with two or three of his brothers and sisters. You know, and food is limited. And, you know, you better eat when it's time to eat because that might be the only time you get to eat that day. That individual there going through those tragedies, as, as people call it, in those, those lessons is, is going to be hard as a person. And if they overcome that and they make something themselves, I want to be a part of that person. I want to be on their team. I at least want to, if I can't be on their team, I at least want to sit down and talk to them and get to know them because that is what really fascinates me about life. I root for the underdog. I root for the guy that's not supposed to be there or the girl that's not supposed to be there. I mean, that's how it should be in life. If their kid, it's parents or teachers and, and doctors. You got the kid that's coming from a single mother living in the hood. Or it don't even have to be the hood. Or it could be the country. I'm going to root for that kid any day of the week. Because he's not supposed to be there. But he's probably there because of the toughness. The mental toughness. You got that chip on your shoulder. We don't have that in today's society. That toughness is gone. Toughness is gone. We have cell phones and video games and participation trophies now. That toughness is gone. That's what used to make America great because you had that hard nose. Those small towns where people were hard nose, blue collar, and and they weren't afraid to let you know they were proud. But but that toughness is is somehow it's 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 going down and down and down and depleting and depleting every year. You know, I, I grew up somewhat, you know, fortunate. I, I shouldn't say somewhat fortunate. I grew up somewhat hard because of the life that I lived. And and I've talked about that and, and I'll continue to talk about that. I didn't have as good as the next kid, but I had it good. But those things that I didn't have made me to because it gave me a drive. It gave me a want. It gave me a desire. If you have everything and you're spoiled, you don't have that want. You don't have that desire. You have that laziness. And now we just give hands out handouts in this country. But for the people that don't want to hand the handouts, the people that want to work to get to the top, you know, you gotta sharpen your mind. You've got to be able to handle the stress, 
handle the pressure, and don't panic, and continue to go forward, you're going to lose. But that does that's not what matters. It's what you do after you lose that's so valuable and so important. It's that lesson that, that you learn and what you take from that lesson. You know, the hardships in life make us tougher. The loss, the, the hardship today makes us tougher for tomorrow. And don't lose sight on that. Do not lose sight on that. Always stay hard. Always stay hard-minded and ready and prepared. Always stay hard. So, as I leave you tonight, I want to, you know, say thank you for listening in once again. Continue to strengthen your mind. Continue to be a savage. Continue to feed the dog inside of you. And keep walking forward. Continue to support me as I continue to support you. I hope that I'm helping you along your journey. You know, I hope when you're listening to this and it's, you know, intimate in your ears, you might be running, you might be driving to work, you might be sitting in your house, you know, and this might be a part of your, your mental reflection. You know, I, I speak from the heart and I speak the truth and, and I want to I wanna touch people out there. I really do. Sharpen your mind. Sharpen your mind. Make yourself feel uncomfortable. Put yourself in those uncomfortable positions to make yourself better. That's what you have to do to be a winner. So, if you do that, there's no doubt in my mind that you won't be successful. No matter what happens. How many times life swings and punches you in the face. If you continue to sharpen your mind and you continue to keep walking forward, you're going to continue to be successful. Remember, the mind controls everything. I wish each and every single one of you a great weekend. Enjoy your time with your family, your friends. Refresh your mind. Refresh your body and your spirit. And then on Sunday, refocus for Monday. Lay your plan out for the week. Lay your goals out for the week. Lay your steps of preparation and go after it. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.